Caleb reporting. Hey, I don't know why I can't see anything right now. Till then. This is TV after all. We need the visual. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I was told this was a podcast. <laughs> it's a, there's expectations. You're just going to go live to YouTube now. Hey, what's going on? My, my ketchup shirt on. Did you know that I have merch? I did not. Do you want to promote it right now, right off the top? No, this was something I did like last year. I don't even know if I even, if it's still even available. I need to check that website. Um, would, yeah. How you been? I've been good. I'm better now. Thanks for uh, taking time on your day off to chronicle another episode. Um, I was surprised going back in the archives for the program uh, that you were episode number 21. Uh, your first appearance on the Ooh. show was uh, May 11th, 2021. So it's been a while since you've been on the show. Glad we could uh, chronicle another program to tell more of your story. Um, let me start off with you uh, asking how Alan is. How, how's he? <laughs> Oh, he's so much fun. He's four. He'll be five in February. Um, he's just moving right along. He's in preschool now. Okay. Just found out this week he's athletic, so I'm probably going to be a football mom, which is fun. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. See, this whole time I've been encouraging spirit fingers, acting, performing, but apparently he likes the sport thing, so... We'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm proud of him. I, I'll encourage anything he wants to do, but he's been really good. I'm loving this time and uh, it's just been a fun, fun experience, especially right. with the amount of time that I get with him now with my career and um, how it's changed over the years. What's his favorite subject in school? Ooh, I don't know that they're really doing subjects at this point. Um, right. But he's got some some really good friends that he loves to see. And um, he likes school. I think he's kind of the class clown, though. So he just likes to make people <laughs> laugh. <laughs> so, I mean, as his mom, you you obviously have seen him grow from the beginning. But are you seeing more of his personality come out as he's gotten older? Oh yeah. Alan's always had a big personality. Like before yeah. he even talked, I felt like he was making just hilarious facial expressions. He has great timing. He's just funny to be around. Like this kid is literally the funniest person I know. And he's not even five years old yet. So he's, he's so entertaining. And that's why I think my videos do so well because Right. I'm talking about things that he's done and they're just funny and he is funny and the way that he reacts to things is really cute and fun. And um, I don't know. I don't know where he gets it. He was just kind of born that way. <laughs> like he's just, he's a fun kid and I love him. He's. Yeah. Well, coming from just, two parents who were, uh, you know, in the arts and, and entertainment, I think he probably gets a lot of it from you. Yeah, since you're in entertainment and on TV all the time, I mean, is he aware that you're a reporter? And I mean, he's conscious of that now. <laughs> uh, he's he's been on TV a few times because I do like a lifestyle show, so they'll allow right. me to bring him occasionally, and um, he'll do some segments. I don't think he really like because he's never known any different. 
I don't think he thinks one way or another. Like, I think he just thinks like, oh yeah, everybody's mom's on TV. Like everybody's mom does this. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe when he's older, he'll understand like that's not necessarily normal to be on TV. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he he really likes the camera. He's he's pretty much not phased by it, I feel like. Um, and it's funny because we've gotten to a point where like, if I don't record something and he thinks it's cute, like for instance, you know, sometimes my mom would send me packages and I like, I like to record his reaction to it and like send it to her. So if we ever get a package from anyone, he's like, uh, where's your camera? You got to record me opening this. Like he loves <laughs> to like, All right. it's just funny because he's gotten to the point where he actually asks for me to record him. But then there are other times that he doesn't want to be on camera. And that's when I just, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to. It's, it's nice that I'm different from other content creators that involve their kids in the sense that some kids are the main subject, but I also talk about parenting. So it's from my perspective, most of my videos, mm-hmm. you know, Alan will make a cameo at some points, but what's nice is I don't ever have to like give him a line, right? Like I'm never like, Alan, you have to say this in order for me to post this video. Most of my stuff is my reporting on what he's done. So I don't ever like have to give him any instructions. Um, And then usually I'll use like in the industry, we call it B-roll, right? So like, it's like video um, that we have under or over, I should say, my voice. So like, I'll do like a voiceover with video playing of him at an event or something. So it doesn't, it doesn't phase him because he's doing what he would have been doing anyway. And I'm just capturing it on video. Um, so it's kind of nice that I don't have that pressure of like, Hey, Alan, you have to say this line or it won't be funny or whatever. <laughs> like, right. And then that's what most of the time I'll capture little moments where he's maybe he's reacting to like, the Spider-Man at Disneyland or something. And I'll capture that and I'll include it in. Um, But I've also been known to quote him going from like my news voice to his quotes and like my voice for him. So technically I don't have to have him in my videos, which is nice Mm -hmm. for the days that he's in the mood and also just nice because there may be a time where Alan doesn't want to be on the internet anymore, you know, or he doesn't want to be on camera. And so I'm always mindful of that. And I want to make sure that I have set myself up to where I can still still continue to talk about parenting, but it doesn't necessarily have to be about my son. How much of being a reporter is like being an influencer now? I feel I feel like the role of reporter has changed just in the past couple of years. Well, I'm not really a reporter anymore. So I was a reporter, um, but then I left the industry because it was really difficult being a single mom and working those hours. And I felt like, so I was in charge of the state house reporting. So I was mm-hmm. covering politics and really stressful stuff during the pandemic. So I felt like I had this like unbelievable burden to inform the public, but also I was a single mom and I had this been more important responsibility to take care of my son. So for me, leaving that job was important because I felt like I wasn't doing a good job with managing both. Like if I was being a really good mom, I felt like I was neglecting reporting. If I was being a really good reporter, I felt like I was neglecting being a mom. 
So I quit that. I got into PR and that's when I started posting these parenting reports for fun and they went viral and then that turned into its own job. So basically the majority of the money I make is from influencing, if you will, like I'll do ads for companies and I'll post them on my Instagram and TikTok. And that's how I make most of my money. Now I also work for Wish TV for their lifestyle show. And I have my own segment called Kidding with Kayla. And so Kidding with Kayla is basically just me repurposing what I posted on TikTok and Instagram. And then me and the anchors will will banter about it and we'll talk about being parents and we'll give that. So Wish TV has a, a saying where we focus on family and the community. So it kind of fit in with our mission. And so that's what I do now. So what I do now is influencing essentially. It is just like an entertainment type report uh, as opposed to before it was journalism. So for me, it is, but I think for other reporters, it's not, you know, other reporters will post on social media and they'll share things about their lives. Um, but for the most part, they're doing the job and I respect them for that because it's an important job to do one that I did for many years, but decided to step away from because of my situation. But, um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's just kind of all personal stuff that I share, you know, I share my struggles as a parent, but I also share other people's struggles as parents, um, and try to make it funny, try to make it lighthearted. And it's not all about struggles. Sometimes it's about really cute things that kids do or, or recently I've been covering like, you know, all of the events in Indianapolis. Um, so like I'll go to zoo, um, the, the Christmas at the zoo, or I'll go to the children's museum, or I'll go to the Connor Prairie and I'll recap those events from my eyes as a parent and my son's eyes as a four-year-old boy. Okay. And I'm just asking, cause I, I know several folks in the business that just don't have any kind of work-life balance. I mean, with this new role, are you able to have that and see Alan day to day? Oh yeah. So that's, what's been such a blessing about this is I only work three days a week on TV. So I record my Tuesday, Thursday segments, which is why you're seeing me right now in a sweatshirt and no makeup because <laughs> it's my just like, you know, loving life and, and sometimes I send Alan to school today. Uh, sometimes I keep him home. Like last week, I kept him home on Tuesday and Thursday because we had some things we had to do and um, or I just want to spend time with him. So it's nice to have that option. It's also nice as a single mom to be able to get the things I need to get done on these days off and then at 4 p.m. pick him up and be able to have the energy to just focus on him. You know, before I was coming home from work exhausted and, you know, just just kind of didn't have enough energy to put in all of my efforts. So it's nice because, you know, when you don't have a partner to help you with the day to day, um, you know, you still have the the load of doing laundry, doing dishes, going grocery shopping, doing all of those things. Plus you're working, plus you're doing. So, you know, I do, I do a lot of my brand deals and stuff like that on Tuesdays and Thursdays and record some stuff, but for the most part, you know, I have this time to focus on house chores and things like that. So then at nighttime I can spend it with my son and have fun and really bond with him. So it's given me so much more time with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I pick from school every day when I was working in news, I, I couldn't even pick him up from school. I mean, my day didn't end until seven 30 or eight and his bedtime was eight 30. So I was getting like 30 minutes a day with him 
my mom was picking him up from school. I was driving all across town. Like, you know, it just, it mm. didn't make sense. Um, so it's just nice to have dinners with, to pick him up and to be able to plan things on weeknights and weekends with him. Um, just, it's, it's been a game changer and I'm so fortunate for this time that I've been able to spend with him because they're only young once, you know, and, um, I'm glad that I left when I did so that I could have had this time. Um, what's it like dating as a single mom? Oh man, it has been such a journey. And at first it was a struggle, but I think I've finally gotten the hang of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. it, I have a boyfriend now and, um, what's nice about this situation is he's also a dad. So he gets it and he, um, shares time with his co-parent and, um, it's just nice to have someone who understands this lifestyle, who is mature. And, um, you know, if, if something were to come up, like he is the first person to say, you know, yep, your kid comes first, you know, and, um, in the past I've dated people who've never had kids and it's been hard for them or, um, it just, it just doesn't feel as good. Um, so that's one aspect, but he's also just an awesome person. Like he makes me laugh. He's really cool. And so, um, it's been, it's been a really great experience, but yeah, for the longest time, it was hard to find the time, hard to find the energy, you know, it was just like, um, exhausting, you know, you go online and you see all these people who want the wrong things and you don't really know <laughs> who are. And, um, you know, I've been through a lot when it comes to dating and, um, you know, people don't always show who they are right off the bat, you know, so it, it's tough. I think I'm in a really good situation now. And, um, I'm really grateful for the fact that I never really just like threw in the towel, despite a lot of disappointment and heartbreak. Um, cause you do have to keep going. And I think ultimately for me, I want a partner to help me raise my kids and I want more kids. And, um, you know, I only have the, the one right now, you know, Alan four. And, mm -hmm. um, I just, I want that whole family life and I haven't had that ever. Um, so it will be really beautiful when that officially happens. But for right now, um, he's been a really good support system for me and also just like a source of, of fun and like that self-love that you get when you're not parenting and you can take some time off and you can, you know, get a babysitter and, and enjoy yourself. But he also spends a lot of time with me and Alan. Um, you know, he, he understands that and he's really close with Alan and Alan just loves him. So okay. it's been a great experience. Uh, I, I'm just not a fan of like the dating apps. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a good way to go about getting into a relationship. Um, and I don't know, I'm getting older, so I'm figuring out different ways to interact with folks. Like what, what are the best places to meet people if you are looking for someone? Funny you say that. Cause I actually met my boyfriend on a dating app. So sometimes it does work, but I was with you, you know, it's funny because yeah. I was about to give up on the dating apps, to be honest. Um, but I think you just have to like, take it with a grain of salt. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you have to go into it knowing that the majority of the people you meet on there are probably not going to be your soulmate. Um, 
but there's a chance that one could work out, you know, and, and you got to be ready appointment. I feel like, because I was, I went on a lot of first dates that just never turned into anything else. And you can't get offended when somebody doesn't want to go on a second date with you. Um, because that's what ultimately like, that's what that's for. You know, you figure out you like and what you like and then it's even more of a compliment when you do find someone that you want to spend more time with because that means that you've you know obviously made a meaningful connection um I don't think the dating apps are pointless because obviously it worked out for me but I do think that more people should be more comfortable getting to know people in person I think it's kind of um creating an atmosphere where people are afraid to tell people in person like hey I think you're attractive. I'd love to take you out. Like it kind of takes away that like barrier. Um, and I think people should be willing to do that because I know I always appreciated it. Like I've never been in a situation where someone's come up to me and asked me out and I've been like, how dare you? Like, I'm always flattered. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I blows my mind that anyone would be afraid to ask someone out because it's such a compliment, right? Like, it's like, oh, thank you. Like that is very sweet. Right. Um, and usually, you know, I, I, if I'm in a relationship, I'll tell them that, or if I'm not interested, you know, it's like, but thank, thank you so much. You know, like, I, I think, um, I don't see that we're a compatible match, but like, it's just, what's the worst they can say. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, like rejection is hard, but at the same time, like, what's worse, you not asking and then never knowing, like, I feel like that's worse, you know, and you never know um, what's going to happen. You know, maybe that person is mm-hmm. interested or give you a shot. And, you know, sometimes you just got to ask. And I think, I think guys and girls um, are afraid to make that first move or to admit that they find someone attractive. And I wish that that weren't the case. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people hide behind dating apps because they have them, you know, but before it was like, if you ever wanted to date, you just had to ask somebody out in person. <laughs> yeah. In this respect. Um, because you're in a good place now, uh, do you have any bad first date experiences that you want to document here that are humorous or worth retelling? <laughs> bad first dates. I have a lot of like, and I mean, it's, just like inappropriate questions like like you know so like how'd you end up in this situation like with a kid and I'm like are you joking like we just yeah. met like like you know and they asked me like just like right off the bat like kind of like intense questions or um some some people like I don't know like I I've been shocked by the number of people that um like don't walk you to your car at the end or like don't mm. like your typical like chivalry like don't open your door don't like that's happened so much more now than I ever experienced when I was younger and I'm like wow really um but by the way my boyfriend always opens my door and always walks me to my car so obviously like there are people yeah. who still do that but just funny that not as many people I feel like um willing to do those kinds of things. And, and that was what I was looking for. Like one guy ordered my drink for me and I hated that. Like I literally, he asked me what I wanted. I literally told him what I wanted. And he was like, no, I think you want this. And I was like, Oh boy. (laughs) Said what I wanted. Like it was weird. 
Um, one guy called me babe, like kept calling me babe on the date. And it was just bothering me. Cause I, I like, it, it was a first hinge date, you know, like I didn't even know the guy and he's like, what do you want, babe? I was like, ew, stop. Don't No, I'm not your babe. <laughs> man. Yeah. See that that's, that's a bold move for the first date, man. You got to wait a few times before you work that in. I don't know. You gotta be cool about it. Um, you know, you, you have developed a following and, uh, I don't know about everybody else that's listening to this tape. I'm just going to speak for myself. Like my likes and interaction <laughs> has changed a lot just in the last six months with all the different algorithms. Um, what's your advice on how to build a following in 2023? If you're trying to get an audience. Um, gosh, I don't know. Cause it's funny because like, I'm no expert by any means. Um, right. But I have, I have to say, like, I think you have to be unapologetically yourself. Like, I think people can tell when you're not being authentic, right? Like, and you have to find your shtick. So like my thing obviously is the news voice and doing these reports, but I have to say, like, sometimes I will put so much effort into something and it'll flop and I'm so aggravated by it, you know, and it's easy to get discouraged, but then some of the stuff that I put together in like two seconds does the best, you know, like, so you kind of have to just be willing to post it, even if you think it might not do well, like kind of take risks. Um, but always have, you know, a second pair of eyes on something because you might think it's coming off a certain way, but somebody else can kind of be that filter to make sure that, it is funny or it is entertaining or it isn't inappropriate or whatever. Sometimes you can miss that. So I always send it to my sister or my mom or somebody first, like, Hey, is this good? What do you think of it? And, um, they'll give me feedback. So that's something that I've always done. Um, it always does better if you pick something that's kind of trending, like what people are talking about. I know, you know, right now, um, my most trending video at the moment is the one that I did from the big 10, because everybody was talking about the big 10 when it was here, you know? And so, um, you have to like think about what people are going to be talking about online. Cause that's always going to take off faster than something that you've just started yourself. Um, so, you know, using the right hashtags, the trending hashtags, if a big moment happens, like I know, have you heard about like the Matt Rife's like Netflix special kind of bombing? Like people were like making fun of him because he was talking about like domestic violence. This is all over my, my for you page right now. But anyway, a lot of people used that backlash as a chance to like do their own spinoff of it, you know, or whatever. So like any kind of like big trending topic, if you take that trending topic and you make it into your own niche, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like that always does well for people. Um, collaborating with people that have more followers than you is always a good tool. Um, you know, that's, that's yeah. just something that I've, um, but yeah, stitching videos that are trending. Uh, I know on TikTok there's a big one where the girl's like, call me crazy, but I don't like store-bought pesto. And then people stitch it and they tell their crazy stories. And so it's just, it's being on top of what's trending, I think is probably my best advice. Then the algorithm will pick it up and more people will see it and follow you. Um, go along with that more, is it more about quality content or quantity the, the amount that you're putting out so i always do quality but okay. mainly because I, i'm probably the laziest content creator you've ever met because <laughs> most well most people apologize if they haven't posted that day like i'll go like days without posting and so i feel bad because like 
I don't post as nearly as much as other content creators. Um, and that's probably, that's probably hurt me. I could probably have more followers if I did, but I don't. And that's because I value my personal time so much and I value my family life. And I just, for me, I have what I need. I'm not like hungry to like, at this point in my life, I'm not like hungry to like make as much as I possibly can or get as many followers as I possibly can. Like, I don't want this to become right. what I had before was a hindrance to my ability to be a good mom. So for me, I post when I get to it. I post when I'm inspired. I post when I need to. And that's probably not the advice that content creators that are serious about this would tell you. Uh, it's just what I do. So yeah, if I were really hungry and I were out to get them, I'd say post multiple times a day. I'd say post whatever, as long as you know that it's not going to get you canceled, you know, like post so people know. Um, I see people that are doing what I'm doing, posting multiple times a day, posting multiple stories, telling people what they're up to throughout the day. Like nobody knows that stuff about me. My Instagram doesn't even really know I have a boyfriend yet. So, you know, like I just don't <laughs> always post that information. Like I'll discreetly do it here and there, but for the most part, I don't tell everybody everything about my life as much as I share about my parenting journey. Um, there's a lot people don't know about me. I don't, I'm not doing get ready with me I'm not doing, I don't post everything I buy and all that stuff, but other people do. And it works well for them. Do you watch a lot of TV for someone that works in TV? <laughs> no, no, I never have time for TV. I wish I did. Um, I really want to start suits. Um, everybody okay. keeps telling me to watch. I want to see it. Um, but no, I usually, the funny thing is like when my son falls asleep, I'm either tired and going to bed myself or I'm just like talking with my boyfriend or hanging out with him or I don't know. Like I don't really do a lot of TV. I, I, there's a lot to be done. Like as a parent, like, yeah. like once there's <laughs> like, you gotta clean up and you got to do the laundry and you got to do this and you got to do that. And it's like, it all adds up. Most of my time actually is probably on social media looking for ideas, you know, um, I mean, I have my segment that airs five days a week, so I have to have content for that. So, right. um, that's usually my motivation to make content. Cause I have to have something for kidding with Kayla every day. I would posit to you that my mom has probably made me 10,000 sandwiches in her life as a mom. Uh, what's a meal that you make for Alan that he loves? Do you have? See, I would tell you that Alan eats like real meals but the kid is obsessed with hot dogs he's obsessed with uh, chicken nuggets like he is like your typical like toddler eater and it drives me nuts the only thing he will eat that I make are like pasta dishes so he'll eat like fettuccine alfredo or spaghetti or he'll, he'll eat some of that chick any kind of like grilled chicken he'll eat that um but when it comes to like the meals I take a lot of time on, he's like, no, I want a hot dog. Great. <laughs> so yeah, it's, exhausting. but maybe one day he'll get a more sophisticated palate. Your boyfriend do some cooking too, or, or is it mostly you? Some chili and, um, he made us like a pesto pasta, like he'll, he'll He's really like, but I, one of the things I love about him, like he is definitely like here to help, you know, like he's like, yeah, I got dinner. Like I got this. Um, for the longest time, my son called him pizza guy because he brought like a ton of pizzas when he first met him. <laughs> and 
we didn't know what to call him because I didn't want to call my boyfriend yet because it was kind of like we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but I didn't want right. my son to know that. So I was like, this is the pizza guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's sweet. Um, I was going to ask you about that because that's always one of the challenges with being a single mom is like introducing your new partner to the kid. Do you have any advice for single moms that are that might be struggling with that on how to uh, introduce Absolutely. their child? Um, so for me, like, I introduced my son to Jonathan because I knew that this was going to be like a long-term relationship. Like I knew that this was going to be good. Like, um, and I mean, it's hard, it's hard to know for sure. Right. Like, because guys can do what I've learned is that guys can really surprise you. And, um, even though you think they might be one way, they may show something else. So it's hard to know for sure. But for me, I felt like I vetted him enough. I felt like, you know, I trusted him enough. I thought that this was going to last. So I would just say only introduce your kids to people that are going to last. There are ways that you can hide a boyfriend. And I did it for a long time, you know, for a while, like mm -hmm. I was just having him over when Alan was sleeping and, you know, uh, it was funny. Cause like Alan would like wake up in the middle of the night or something. And like, he would be like, hiding behind my couch and like I'd be like whoa uh, hey buddy like it'd be like 11 p.m and he'd be like what are you doing down here mommy and I'd be like uh oh, no. and like and then I go and put him back to, you know so like and, and he still doesn't know like like a lot of times he'll be here because my son goes to bed at like 7 30 or 8 here from like 11 30 or whatever just to spend a couple hours with me so like those periods of time like you can do it it's hard it's hard to hide that you have a boyfriend from your kid um and then you get babysitters and and um you know most people are in a situation where they share custody so most people have you know days off from parenting and they can date for me I have Alan pretty much 24 7 so that's why dating was a lot more difficult for me for a while um, but once I introduced him to my boyfriend, things got easier because he could just hang out with the, th with the two of us, you know? And, right. um, so I guess my advice would be to wait until it is really serious. And, um, even when I introduced my son to him, like, I didn't say he was my boyfriend for a long time. Like, I just kind of was like, this is my friend, Jonathan. Well, pizza guy at first. And then it turned to friend. And then like, eventually he asked questions like I think he said like is he your boyfriend because I think we like I think I introduced him to someone in public or something I was like this is my boyfriend and then he was like boyfriend and I was like yeah so that's how he found out but yeah. um I don't know I just think I think age matters too right like I mean I think older kids can handle it um for me I just didn't I didn't want to say anything unless I knew um, right. that it was going to be, but I don't know. There's no instruction manual on this kind of stuff, you know, like that's what's so hard is it you don't know how things are going to impact your kid. Um, but because he has a kid, like it's actually been really nice because we've, we've been able to um, his son is six and my son's four. So they play together really well and they have a blast. And um, so it's just been really fun to, you know, build that friendship as well and to hang out all four of us well it's funny you know i thought back about 
uh, Chucha Marie's marriage, uh, which is the prototypical ideal marriage that you would want. Uh, but I was still really protective of my mom when I was a little kid. Uh, is Alan protective of you, even though he knows that like Jonathan is your boyfriend? <laughs> no, I don't know if he's uh not really like honestly he right. loves Jonathan like and, and I think good. it's because yeah. Jonathan is like very um he's very fun and funny and so I when he sees Jonathan he, he's like I get a play you know and Alan craves male attention and so I think he just he just loves him around I don't think he's gotten and maybe if he was like 12 or something he'd be a lot more like aware of what's going on and protective and be like that's my mom you know uh-huh. I think if Jonathan ever if he I think if he ever felt like me and Jonathan because Jonathan and I don't really argue and if we ever did it would be like in private you know so I think if he felt like Jonathan was like mad at me he would defend me but just because he's a friend he's not like he's like yeah that's cool like he likes okay. it sometimes it's funny though like if if I'm ever like sitting by Jonathan, like on the couch or something, he'll come and like sit between us. <laughs> but he's yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no. Let me let me like, create I'm, some separation here <laughs> for a second. Yeah. I I wonder if it's because he wants to separate us, or if it's just because he wants to be the cut like cuddled by us. You know, like he's like, yeah. wait, 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 attention. Nice. So I can't really determine which one it is, but no, he's not too protective. Um. And you said that he had children. Uh, Alan, get along with them. Uh, what were what are the ages of his kids? Just just year old. So he has a six year old son, and then I have a four year old son. So okay, um, cool. So yeah, it's, it's nice. It's they're very similar, and um, they get along really well. Okay. Um, and you said you want to have more kids. I mean, is is there a timeline on that, or you're waiting for the right time? Oh, I mean, I think obviously like this time I would like, cause I never was married to my child's father. Right. So I really want to be married first. Definitely want um, to just be in a, a different place in, in life. Like, you know, like right now I'm renting a house, you know, like there's just some other things that I want to do before I'd have another kid. Um, but yeah, like I definitely want at least one more and we'll see how that plays out. Um, I've been dating Jonathan since June. So, you know, we're six, we're heading on six months, but, um, you know, it's, it's going well and Good. we'll see where it goes. I'm, I'm glad. Um, I know one, sorry to, uh, switch gears on you. I know one of your, um, heroes in the news business just recently retired, Debbie Knox. Um, hey. she was at, uh, wish TV and then was at, cbs4 um what were your experiences like with her she's kind of legendary in this media market uh, um i remember i first met her when i was at und actually she came to und for a story that she was doing on our new president at the university and i was starstruck from that moment on <laughs> um and she ended up joining cbs4 i got to anchor with her which was a dream come true she was always just very approachable, very sweet, um, gave advice when needed. Um, you know, she just was an all around all-star, you know, I just, she's a great, I'm happy for her that she's retired and she can enjoy retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also lost. Like I, I'm sad that we won't be watching her on our screens anymore, you know, but yeah. what a career 
legend. Um, she's amazing. What are the keys to being an effective uh, teleprompter reader? <laughs> um, well, one, making it feel like you're not actually reading and being more conversational with it. Um, yeah. One of the people I looked up to the most were the people that, yes, they read the prompter, but they could easily deviate and and ad-lib their own version. Like there are some anchors I worked with and Debbie was probably one of them where, you know, they they didn't really just read the prompter, they on the fly. And that's truly a talent that can only de be developed over years and years of anchoring. Um, I had just started developing it um, before I left, but this role has actually really helped me in this lifestyle role that I have because um, I'm more myself when I read on TV now than I was, um, when I was in news, like I was very, it's funny because I was, I was always doing like the news voice, but now I talk more like this on TV right? and then I tossed them on like joking satire reports. But for the most part, like, I'm like, Hey guys, like we're here on lifestyle live, you know, like I'm just talking like I do normally. And, um, it's helped me with my ad living skills and my even prompter reading skills because i'm sounding more like a human being than you know your typical yeah. news person i don't know it's it's yeah. i've always been good at reading so i guess that helps too yeah right That'd be... but... well and lord knows you've got enough going on but it seems like uh most citizens in this country have a podcast to go along with their driver's license would you want to uh do a podcast or or do something like that I need to. And I actually have talked to Wish about starting one and I was supposed to this year, but it got kind of busy because I was filling and anchoring a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think a podcast would be fun. I think I'd probably just talk about parenting stuff and maybe I'd share some of my dating life. I don't know. Um, Do you interview people like this? Something like this? Yeah, I very well could. I could interview yeah. other parents or, or just uh, community people. Uh, you know, if like, like I was talking about how now I've started to do like community events, promoting, you know, talking to people about things that you can do with kids in the community. I think that would be a really good idea. Um, or just talk to other like parenting creators would be really fun. What would be the name of the show? If you could come up with a name. I might continue the kidding with Kayla um, and focus it because I spell it like K-I-D oh, uh, right. hyphen N-G. So like, I'm kidding, but I'm also talking about kids. So um, I'd probably keep it the same. Well, I, I, br I brought that up because I, I uh, listened to the initial appearance and you talked about uh, keeping it real with Kayla. That was the name of your radio show. So I thought you might want to bring that back, revive that title. You know, I don't know. <laughs> that I actually revive the keeping it real with Kayla. That'd be fun <laughs> for people who went to high school. You'd be like, what? I used to give advice on that show though. So, and right. I, it was funny cause I no credibility at all. Like what did I like, did not have a degree in like therapy or anything, but I was giving advice to like grown men on the radio. Like they're like me and my wife are having problems. And I was like, buy your flowers. I'm just keeping it real here. 91.5. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, uh, there's no guarantee of success with, with her advice, but, um, and I was I was thinking back because there were a lot of uh, Franklin Central folks that went to UND. Um, you knew Scott before you were even enrolled, right? Like oh. getting to meet him. 
Yeah. What, what, I, what do you remember about first meeting him? <laughs> well, he actually was listening to Keeping It Real with Kayla, and he was like, wow, you're really good. Like, where are you going to college? And I thought, <laughs> first state, you know, because that's where everybody went. And um, I was like, yeah, probably Ball State, because that's where you go if you want to go into broadcasting. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he's like, at least take a tour of UND, you know, and yeah. and see. He's the reason I went there because I did. And he told me that I couldn't touch a camera until I was a junior at Ball State, but I could touch a camera right away if I went to UND. And that sold me because I didn't want to wait. And it really paid off. You know, I got to be news director at UND and um, he was a great mentor. So, yeah, I love Scott and I was a part of his retirement party. And I wish him well. I actually need to meet him for lunch here soon because yeah. um, we need to catch up. Hopefully he's doing well. That was the other thing I was going to ask you. How do you feel about him retiring? He he was always that guy that I thought would be around. And then, you know, you see all your professors getting older. So, you know, I think he's on to bigger and better things. I don't know what he's been doing yet because I got to catch up with him. But I think, you know, sometimes you just have to listen to your gut. And I think for him, he just, I think enough had happened where he was just ready to start a new journey and he's young. And so he can continue to, to make a difference. Um, and he did, he made such a difference and his retirement party was unreal with the number of people that showed up and the stories that they had. And, um, it just was a real testament to how many people he impacted. Um, so yeah, I think he's on to bigger and better things. I think that his wife, uh, sacrificed a lot to have him be as involved as he was sure. and I think that he will do well with whatever he does but I I'm just grateful that I got to experience it and I feel bad for the for the kids that are interested in broadcasts that are going to UND and won't have him there anymore um, hopefully the people he leaves behind continue um, to work hard on that program and to put the funding and the um, necessary resources into that program because when i was there and when you were there it was truly it was an great. amazing experience and i want that for more kids um you ever seen scott not in a suit before i don't think so well maybe when we went to vegas he like might have been casual one time i don't know it would be like seeing your teacher at grocery store like you know like it's like that yeah. weird feeling what this feels out of place like <laughs> yeah I saw him but, one time in my four years and the the time that I've known him where he wasn't in a suit and I thought he was ill I'm like what's wrong man what's going on you're not <laughs> you're not your proper self um but no I, I'm so happy that he's uh not having the stress of the business anymore because I think I, I could see the stress and feel it uh and I'm sure it got worse in the time that we were away. But um, what else do we want to get to, Kayla? Oh, um, music. You know, I'm a music guy. I wore Bob's Country Bunker for you, which is uh, a reference to Blues Brothers. Um, what music brings you peace when you listen to something? I told you, I'm a Swifty. I know, yeah. So and this is a long-standing relationship with taylor swift like first couple of albums the first album and i've grown with her see the thing is like i feel like i've been through tons of heartbreak in my life and funny because me and taylor we like are in sync and 
I'm in love. She's in love. Right. Travis, you know, like, I feel like we finally found our guy and I cannot wait for her album to come out about Travis because oh I need a love album now. Well, but see, I'm waiting for the, for the other shoe to drop. Like when is Travis, you know, not because Travis and her, I think are a really good match. I think he's very proud of her. No guy has acted the way that Travis is acting. Uh, like I think competition and I think Travis is secure in himself. And I think he, I think it's going to work and you can quote me on this if it doesn't, but I think it's going to work. Well, but here's the thing. And you know, money and love, in my opinion, go together. They're both making money. They're all, they're, they're both on the TV every 30 seconds. I, I think that if anything, it's that they're conscious, they are constantly in America's consciousness which I'm not saying that's adding to annoyance, but it might drive towards something bad down the line. Which I don't know. Funny because I act like I'm obsessed with her life, but in all reality, I just like her music. Like I don't really care as much, but right. I hope my biggest thing, like I don't like I, Taylor Swift as a person, like I'm not like obsessed with her as a person. Like I don't like, I don't <laughs> like cats. I don't like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not one of those like, conspiracy theory people that are always trying to figure out like when she's going to drop her next album, whatever. Like, I'm not that kind of Swifty. I'm the kind of Swifty that I listen to Taylor Swift religiously. Like I do, like, it's always like my Spotify wrapped, although I have Apple music, but like my number one artist was Taylor Swift. I, you know, play Taylor Swift radio. Like I just, I love her music. And for me, I want this to work out because I'm ready for a love album. Right. And something that's upbeat and not about heartbreak anymore, but it can be about like overcoming heartbreak for like the person who's worth it, right? Like, I like that, but I just want her to write good songs about this relationship. And I feel like there will be good songs that come from it. And I yeah. hope there will be, because I need that because I need new love. <laughs> um, Have you seen her live yet? I, I heard she actually plays and is pretty good on live set. I saw Reputation tour, but I have not seen the eras i really want to and i can't believe she's coming to indy and i didn't get tickets so if anybody's out there that wants to give me tickets thank you they're expensive accept. aren't they i mean a couple hundred bucks a pop i don't know yeah like i have to really i don't know like it would it would be hard for me to pay that much for one night you know yeah um I think one thing that inspires broadcasting students is uh, different movies that we watch. Do you have a favorite broadcasting movie? Uh... Oh, I don't have a favorite movie about broadcasting, but I do love the series, The Newsroom. Have you ever seen that? It's good. Look, I know it's important. It's it's a good material. It's hard for me to uh, stick through a whole episode. Like you got to have the energy to to feel the dialogue yeah. and everything. Yeah. also aren't a newsy like i like i was so like yeah. i watched it when i knew it like really fascinated me um i also like the morning show have you seen the morning show on apple tv that's good yeah uh the, the whole matt lauer situation uh at today that was uh, worth chronicling yeah. she does a great job and then i think um reese witherspoon too so yeah they're they're really good um I'm trying to think of any other like industry movies i love anchorman i think anchorman is the funniest movie ever yeah i just think it's hilarious bruce and it's kind of like sorry bruce almighty is a uh kind of a 
real idea of working at a TV station is. Like when they're going through sweeps week, like that's that's real. That's about as real as it gets. Uh, the the Niagara Falls scene uh, will make you <laughs> uh, take a pause <laughs> before you before you go on live TV. That's for sure. I love the part where he's like, "I like a do da cha cha." <laughs> Yeah, I thought of that exactly with the uh as any did anyone ever hijack the uh the teleprompter where that happened on there? <laughs> no. Thank God, because I do need the prompter. No, that's never really happened. I fired in that scenario. Okay. Um one other thing that I think you did, I, I wanna at least inquire about it. Did you ever go uh on a chopper, like a helicopter to report on things? I did when I, in, but it was not to, it was never to report, but I did when I interned at THR because they used to have a chopper. Um, but no, I've never gotten to report from one. It would be cool, but yeah. I never got that honor. I recently we had a one at- pilot on the show. So I, you know, I thought about you having to go up and uh, wish TV, whatever they call it. They always have a name for their chopper, you know, so. It- would be awesome. Yeah, they used to have like the Wish Chopper, Eight Chopper, or something like that. Chopper Eight, I think, is what it was called. Um, anymore. Let me see. Let's go back to you being a mom for a second, because I know that's the most important thing uh, in your life. What's the most rewarding part of being a mom, Kayla? Oh goodness, probably the most rewarding part is to watch them grow and learn and become their own people like it's so much fun to see Alan when he makes the right choices when he follows his own interests and you know I joked at the beginning of this that um he's athletic and it's I was like oh man this is terrible but honestly it's so cool because we have created a whole different person like the goal of parenting is to raise a human into a successful adults, you know, like, um, and you're not supposed to make a clone of yourself. You're supposed to create an individual. And so leading him into his own likes and desires and helping him become the person he was meant to be is such an honor. And just being there, part of that journey, seeing his eyes light up, And especially during this Christmas season, it's been particularly magical um, just seeing him getting so excited about, you know, Santa and the elf on the shelf and, um, you know, all the fun things that we've gotten to do as a result of my career and the events that I get invited to because I get to promote them. And so it's all just been such a fun journey. Um, But I love when he chooses kindness and I love when he you know, is so outgoing and so funny. It's just fun to see a little bit of yourself in someone, but also just a new person that you've created that's their own individual self. It's just a really rewarding process. Well, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm glad I'm not a parent because I would be so worried about the future just with where the world is. Are you worried about the future at all? Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, once you're in it, you're in it, you know, and right. Um, I try not to focus on the negativity because there's nothing that I can do to change what other people have done. I can only control what I can control. So I try to focus on that and I try to focus on, well, what am I doing to make my son 
a better person? What am I doing to keep my son safe? What am I doing to, you know, make sure that I'm not contributing to um, the negativity in the world? And so that's kind of where I've, and, and it's helped me leaving news because mm-hmm. news was so negative and I get to focus on positive stuff. So that's helped a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's scary. It's scary for a lot of reasons. And there's a lot that you can just get down about as a parent and it's helpful to have a village. It's helpful to have people surrounding you that you trust that can help lead you in the right direction. Um, we'll wrap up with this best piece or pieces of advice that you've received. Ooh, I received, um, you know, I think for me, uh, it's probably just like not going with the flow as much, but like life doesn't always go as you plan. And my life has definitely not been the traditional route by any means. And like, I was always very type A and I was always, you know, like I'm going to be married by this point and I'm going to have this many kids and I'm going to, you know, and I just thought I could plan and control everything. And then my life like literally like laughed in my face (laughs) and was like, no, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, I was going to, I wanted to be a news reporter since the fourth grade, you know? So like, I thought that my life was all going down like the certain trail and then things just kind of spiraled and went in a different direction. So I think the best advice that I've received is just to keep going, you know, to keep going that nothing has derailed my life to the point where I can't make it better and go with the flow. And my mom's really helped me with that. My sister's really helped me with that. And just to forgive myself for any mistakes that I've made along the way and then make best out of what life has handed you. So like making lemonade out of lemons is the saying, I don't know when Mm -hmm. life hands you lemons, lemonade, I think that's what it is. So Mm -hmm. kind of like that, like, I feel like I've really made lemonade out of the lemons that I've been given, Um, you know, and, and people could take, you know, um, leaving the news industry and and being a single mom and, and all of these things. um, And they could say, you know, like, that I gave up on my career, but in reality, I made a better career out of something that makes mothering work for me. Like, you know, like, like this job and being a mom is now working because I took the risk to leave and create something that worked for me. So I'm hoping that people hear that story and then they're able to do that themselves. You know, what, what works for your family, you know, look for career options that allow you to be the best version of yourself that allow you to step away from negativity. If that's, what's bringing you down or gives you a more flexible schedule. If you're wanting to spend more time with your family, um, because those roles do exist and you can go after them and that can be your new goal. And then that's going to be how you live your life. Because at the end of the day, we only get one life. And, um, I think a lot of people make excuses and think that things have to be a certain way just because that's the way that it's always been, but you can change your life and you can make it better and you can make it work for you. All right. Um, Kayla, Kayla, let me say this right now. Um, I am not surprised in the least about your success. Uh, 
I think if you got to live multiple lifetimes, uh, you would be a news reporter and, and doing what you're doing now uh, in all of them. And uh, it's just really cool to witness and, and see your success. And it's going to keep rolling. I have no doubt. So thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for interviewing me. I hope you're doing well. I know this was you yeah. interviewing me, but I also hope yeah. your life is going it's it's about the same you know i'm taking care of myself and um i'm wanting to bring along the people that help me uh, along the way you know so uh thanks for being here again so um folks to uh hear this episode again make your way over to linktree.com slash jbk on air you can follow me at jbk on air on all social media platforms and also donate with the link in the description until next time have a great day and a better tomorrow <laughs>